Ah, close to retirement. Or retired already? Time to live the good life, right? Well, you're no longer earning money. You're now withdrawing money each month. And your broker is also withdrawing each month from your account as much as 2 to 3%. And if the market drops, your broker continues to withdraw. Wait a minute. How do we navigate these challenges? That's why to tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Eric Hallaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Solutions show is pre-recorded and is sponsored by Total Financial Solutions, Inc., and TFS Financial Insurance Services. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halavi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477 provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. Total financial hey, welcome to the show, the Total Financial Hour. Good morning. I'm Eric Hallaby on the AM870 The Answer, uh, your place for news, talk, and information. Listen, AM870, I love it because, uh, listen, all week long you can hear great ideas from, from Dennis and from Larry and from all the folks that We'll kind of give you their points of view on what's happening in the in the world, in the economy, in the market, place of ideas. But what about the Secure Act of 2019? Listen, we hear a lot of times when the Secure Act of 2019, what is that going to do to you? What is that going to do to your financial life? Listen, I think it's one of the largest uh, moves, one of the biggest moves that you can have in the financial world, you know, probably since, well, maybe since the advent of oh, probably 1997 with Roth IRAs, 1996. When Roth IRAs came onto the forefront, people understood them. They began to take them uh, seriously. Well, this is just about as big of a deal. Why? Because it's going to change a few things. It's going to change the way that you leave money to your heirs. It's going to change the way you take out money for yourself. And it's going to even change some of the investment options, the choices inside of your retirement accounts at work before you leave your employer. So this is a big change. Look, a little bit of history in the standard world of 401k planning, the the Wall Street guys, gals, they're the ones that lobbied for this. They created the 401ks. Could you not tell why when you go to work, you don't worry your pretty little head, you just go to work. We're gonna take some dollars out the back door and we'll invest it for you in these really great grand sounding named uh, products. And from there, when you wake up at 60 years old, 65, 70, you'll have a retirement account. And meanwhile, you became the piggy bank for Wall Street for decades. Sometimes you had great choices. You're like, wow, look at it. doesn't matter. Look how smart I am. Sometimes you come back and you say, listen, nobody ever called me. Nobody paid attention to my needs. And in fact, you ended up with, I don't know, maybe a little bit more than a savings account. And so in a lot of occasions, you're wondering, why are these retirement accounts even in existence? Because they just seem to make Wall Street and my brokers and the financial institutions, seems to make them money. So we've heard that a lot over the years. So what I want to do is explain to you why this change is so dramatic. Number one is, 
in the 401k, which is, uh, listen, just the IRS guidelines, go to 401, subsection K, says if you work for a for-profit company, you can put money in a retirement account. If you work for a school district, hospital, research facility, nonprofit, yours is called a 403B. If you work for a city, a county, a state organization, yours is called a 457 or deferred comp. All it means, and of course the federal employees have theirs called a thrift savings plan. All it means is if you go to work, let's say you earn 50000 a year, you take 5000 you put it into one of these plans, similar to a traditional IRA, Today, you only pay taxes on 45000 The 5000 you set aside is not taxed until later. The income tax brackets you're in now are reduced, or at least the taxes you're paying is reduced based on moving those dollars off to the side until you are ready to withdraw them. And then, wherever you live, whatever your tax bracket is, whatever it looks like when it comes to your, your planning, so to speak, the rest of your financial life, there it is. It's taxed. So you have to keep in mind that these products have a purpose. All products, everything in the world has a financial purpose. If it's a financial product out there, now it might be good for, for one person or 100,000 or 1 million. I don't know. But don't ever think that something is never right for somebody. It's just the question, is it right for you? And is it right for you now? Because it may have been right for you years ago, right? When your food, shelter, clothing, when that comes from your work ethic, right? Your, your hard work, your ability to earn income over time, right? Your paycheck, that determines your lifestyle. So your retirement accounts, they can go up and down all day long. You're not going to touch them for 20 or 30 years. The problem isn't that, hey, the market is down, the market is up. That's never a problem. The problem on the other side says, uh, wait a second, my concern is I'm going to retire in two years. I'm going to retire in four years or seven years, or I'm already retired. I don't get any advantage by the market going down. If the market goes down, what do I gain? Nothing. You just lost money. You're not buying new shares because you're not working. You're not contributing. So the SECURE Act of 2019 allows your retirement account to have what's called an annuity in it. Now, there's some good ones and there's some not so good ones. I'm not a fan of variable annuities. They might be written by solid companies. They might be A-rated. I'm not uh, bagging on the company. I'm bagging on the, the products because I don't like the idea that you don't know what you have because the features of the product are my big concern. In other words, are you paying a fee? Are you paying a fee to get something for it? Do you even know how much you're paying? Do you know that you could still lose your money? The principal, the interest can still go backwards even if they say you have an income rider. Look, a lot of people that don't understand fixed or fixed indexed annuities will say things like, well, you know, the income riders are expensive. Well, yes, just don't buy them. And by the way, you probably are talking about a variable annuity. So the concern that I have is in a fixed or fixed indexed annuity, you just need to know how it works. And oh my gosh, is it a dream for some or part of your money? Well, for most people, it can be. You're always going to be speaking to your financial institution because here's the difference. You have to decide what's right for you now, not what was right for you 20 years ago. Okay, so this is a big deal, but let me give you the phone number, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. That's 
997-3847. Okay. Here's where I'm going with this. The SECURE Act of 2019 actually allows you to have annuities inside of your 401k. It means for an employer, it, they used to hold a fiduciary responsibility. This is a problem because your employer might be great at making cars or stained glass windows or widgets or sunglasses. I don't care, but what are they good at? They better be good at that. And oh, by the way, they better make sure that the retirement account is properly done. And so a lot of companies say, you know, that responsibility is a little too heavy. I'm not going to take it. And so you lose as the employee because you don't get a retirement plan. However, some companies, some financial companies say, we will take over that fiduciary responsibility. We will, you can assign that to us. We will pay for your lawyers and ours if you're sued. Okay, many that did that, that's nice. But some didn't. Some are unwilling to sign that. So they say, tough luck. And employees, you guys, are the ones that lose. So here's the change. In a 401k plan, when an annuity is part of it, the fiduciary responsibility, which means the responsibility to legally make the right decisions, falls onto the companies, no longer to the employer. Now, people say, well, I don't know. Listen, I'd prefer that. I don't want a company that doesn't do retirement plans every day to be responsible to make the right choices because they're just that's not their thing. All right, so please keep that in mind. You want somebody that does this every single day. You don't want somebody who, who, by the way, you know, every five years changes the retirement strategy. So here's the upside. Annuities provide a guaranteed income over the course of your retirement years. They can if you annuitize, but you do not have to annuitize. The old-fashioned way of thinking, including some writers still on Wall Street, it's incredible to me. They say, well, an annuity, in order to get your money out, you have to annuitize. Wrong. An annuity, not true. Guys, maybe 30 years ago, 25 years ago, before I got into the business, that was the case. But it hasn't been for 25 years, so I don't know. But keep this in mind. You actually have a steady stream of income, like a mini pension or a supplemental pension you can rely on for the rest of your life. And they can be structured in a way to meet long-term income needs, long-term care needs. It can be structured to even leave to your beneficiaries. And we'll get to the rest of that in a minute. Some of the downside that I want you to be careful of, I don't like these rider fees. They can be pretty substantial. And I don't like uh, any accounts where you have to annuitize. Annuitization is where you give up control of the principal and you get a payment. Think pension, right? Some of you that have a lump sum option with your pension, you think when you look back at the company, oh, it's a big company. It isn't going anywhere. And so instead of taking the $850,000 in cash, you'll take the $4,100 a month. Take one check for $4,100 and you give up the $850,000. It's gone forever. Or you could say, give me the $850 and they don't give you another paycheck ever. So what's the right answer towards you, or to you? Well, you're going to say, part of the important plan of this is for you to say, I need to create an opportunity to never run out of money. Now, that matters to you and your family if you want a supplemental pension. Well, the great news with that, by getting a steady stream of income, is even if you say, okay, stop the income, I want the check, you can do it. Even if you say, hey, you know what, I don't need any more income, shut it off, you can do it. Turn it back on six months later, you can do that. 
even if you're taking income, your family can get a lump sum payout after you pass away. You see, this is important because sometimes critics are going to argue that the major win is for insurance companies. They're the ones that win. Well, if, you're the, if you get the products where there are income riders that you have to pay for, then yes. But ready for a secret? I guess it's not really a secret if I'm telling you on the radio. Ready for the secret? Every annuity is an income annuity. That was why they were built. You could take out pieces and parts, at least the ones that we work with, anywhere between 5 to 10% a year. And if you do it right, you could take it out forever. So this is important. You don't have to pay a fee for that. Look, it used to be back in the day, I don't know, maybe, I guess maybe 10, 12 years ago, where the financial advisor, the financial professional, was paid extra to sell you an income rider. Uh, I mean, let's think about that for a minute. If they checked a box where you paid a fee, they made more money. Can you say conflict of interest? Yes. There are still some financial professionals out there that make the industry look bad. I'm going to be nice about it. So that's a big issue. I like the idea that it's a part of it. Just be cautious. Ask them which type, which companies, what are the fees? The fees should be zero because every product has commissions, profits built in. All of them. Whether you buy a box of Kleenex or whether you buy a set of uh, sunglasses. I mean, you understand that. Every product has a profit built in to pay everybody. Financial products aren't any different. There's no need for them to take that to you and to ask yourself, oh, hey, give me a check. All right? So consider this. All right, here's another, another big change in this uh, SECURE Act of 2019. The required minimum distribution age, now RMD, some of you know it. Now, it used to be, I won't confuse you, I've done it many times on the radio because I think it's just ridiculous how it was in the past. Listen, you can say President Trump has a lot of things that you don't like. Okay, I'm fair with that. He's a human being. There's a lot of things about my kids, my wife, my parents. I love them with my life, but if I could be the king of the life for a day, I would change it, but then they wouldn't be them. They would be just a duplicate of me. So why do you ever expect to agree 100% with anybody? You don't with your spouse, and you love them. So don't expect to agree with the president all the time. Right? I have to always say that because of, yeah, but did you hear what he tweeted six months ago? I don't care. When your mouth does this, but your hand does a great deed, I care about your actions. Listen, I learned that from Dennis probably 20 years ago. Right? I care about what you do. If you're a greedy son of a gun and you donate $100 million to a hospital so children can have care, I'll put your name on the top. I'll hold the ceremony. Heck, I'll even get fireworks and a mini parade. I'll do that for you. Because now those children have a hospital. God is going to judge your soul, not me. My job is to judge your actions. Right? And all these people that run around, oh, you, you don't judge people. I don't know who they are. They judge people every day. They like the way that dress looks. I don't like her shoes. Look at the way she did her hair. You judge people, look at their actions, look at the way he's looking at that lady. You judge things every day. Stop being self-righteous. The President of the United States is doing some pretty darn amazing things. And one of those was fixing our economy. And here's what it is. It used to be that you had to take money out at, when you turned 70 and a half years old. 
Now, the older you get, do you think you're more sharp and focused? Now, I know some of you are, but do you think you're more sharp and focused about when your half birthday is? Nobody celebrates a half birthday. So people made mistakes. And so what happened was when you penalize, you were penalized, if you made a mistake, are you ready for this? It was 50, 50 50% penalty. So if you were supposed to withdraw $10,000, then, and you didn't, forgot, you just didn't need it, maybe you didn't want to. They forced out the 10,000 a couple of years later when penalties, fees, and fines, and interest. Then they tax you on that, and then they penalize you 50% or $5,000, meaning by the time it's done, you lose almost everything. So please, don't make this mistake. Today, it's now 72. Now that's a lot more logical. Everybody knows when their birthday is and when they're going to turn 72. Hey, listen, the year that you turn 72, you're going to have to start taking money out of your retirement account. All right, that's good. I'm with you. I get it. Because 70 and a half was based on life expectancies from the early 1960s. And it has not been updated in 50 plus years. So it is about time. The bill also eliminates the maximum age for you to be able to contribute to a traditional IRA. It used to be at 70 and a half, you could not contribute anymore. Now, is that ridiculous? You're still working. Why not keep setting money aside? You probably are going to live another 15, 20, 25 years, maybe more. Maybe you want to set money aside for your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren or your long-term care, your medical issues. So many people are still working as we're increasing our life expectancy. This SECURE Act of 2019 allows us to continue to, to, to work. We're working anyway. Many of you are. And it allows you to continue to contribute to your retirement account. But here's the warning. Americans who turned 70 and a half in 2019, you still need to withdraw your money this year. Okay? If you don't, that 50% penalty is coming your way. So, if you turned 70, or well, let's put it this way, 70 and a half in 2020, then you do not need to take it out. You can wait. So, for example, if you were born in the first half of, 20, uh, of the year and your 70th birthday was between January 1st and June 30th, if you were 70 years old in that window, you're going to still have to withdraw money and take it as, as needed by April 1st of this year. I tried not to make it complicated. Sorry, guys. It's our congressmen and women. And I always go back, you know, a little bit of tongue-in-cheek, but I always say, who writes the rules, rich or poor people? While you think about that for a minute, let's think about this. Do you think they write the rules to hurt themselves and their friends and their family or, or help their friends and their family, right? You've heard me mention that because I'm thinking of it like this. In the world of retirement planning, the more you have, the less a small mistake impacts you. I mean, it still does. Nobody wants to lose money, pay a fine or a penalty. Uh, but look, it, when I was a college student, if I had a parking ticket, I fought it, right? I didn't like it at, at uh, college. You know, you had your little permit fee, and sometimes I, my permit, it was hung from my, my uh, rearview mirror. Sometimes it was on my dashboard, and the guy didn't see it. And I'd have to pay a fee, and I, I hated that. Because $25 or whatever it was at the time, 
that, that impacted my life. That's like two days wages or something, right? So today, it's not as much of a, of a problem. It's still nobody wants to waste money. So if you're going to make a small, if, if you're going to make a mistake and a small penalty or a big penalty is going to hit you, well, when you're a retiree or you're close to retirement, because that 72 age is every year you have to take out a certain amount. It doesn't just happen once and it's over. We have to be clear on setting this up, in my opinion, automatically. Now, some people don't want it automatically. They're okay with it being spread out. And Hey, I want to call. I'm going to take it from this account. So here's the way it works. You are allowed to take the amount of money that you have. And if they're in various accounts, you can take everything from one account and leave the others alone. As long as the total dollars that you have to withdraw are pulled out of any one IRA or a combination of them or equidistant from it, doesn't matter. You can take them out in any way you want. And that's important if you're trying to manage your income. Because if one account is down because the market is down, if you've chosen to keep money in the stock market and, it, and it's a bad year, I don't want you to sell if you don't have to. I prefer you take it from your fixed annuities because then you can let that money come back hopefully one day. And you're not selling at a loss if you can help it, right? When we're at all-time highs or, you know, every day we're at near all-time highs or we're at all-time highs, record highs, whatever we are, people should be thinking about taking some off the top. Everybody's greedy. Everybody wants a little bit more. Everybody's thinking tomorrow is the day. I don't know. The world is says this, buy low, sell high, right? It doesn't say buy low and sell at the top. Buy at the bottom, sell at the top. Buy at the bottom... It says buy low, sell high. In other words, make a profit, what you're comfortable with, and then get out of the market, whatever that looks like, all right? Okay, there's another thing that I'm going to come, at, uh, come to uh, after the break here, but I do want to focus on a couple of things for you. In your retirement planning world, you need an income strategy, and the income strategy says, when am I going to take money out and from where? Working with your CPA not just a financial professional that's a financial advisor. No, no, no. You, I think you need to have a tax preparer involved. And you need to sit down and say, tax preparer, financial professional, husband, wife, everybody sits down together. Everybody has a conversation and says, where should I take the money from? And in what stream? And how much do I need to live on? And I think you should do a practice retirement. Right? So when that matters... And you're sitting around and you're saying, okay, what is the next thing that I'm going to do with my, my life? Well, before you quit your job, before you walk away from everything, hey, give yourself a practice retirement, a long vacation, better yet, a leave of absence. Now, I get it. In the back of your mind, you can always go back, but I want you to have a chance. Let's just take a chance on maybe someday not going back. What does your days look like? Are you bored? Listen, boredom and depression are huge in the senior community. Many think there's a link to Alzheimer's involved in that. Why? Very simply, because you're not important anymore in the lives of other people. You need to have something to do. Wake up in the morning. Not every day. Maybe not every day. Maybe four days a week. Maybe three days a week. Wake up. Go somewhere. Somebody's counting on you. Mom, can you pick up the kids? Mom, can you drop off this? Remember that when you used to be that person? Go upstairs and be with your mom and uh, your, your grandma so I can go to the store. There was a team effort in the family. She knew if she helped 
care for the kids and help manage the house, that one day you would take care of her as she got older. That's the way it goes. And so, since you inherited everything, that's the way it worked. You know, one of the struggles that I hear, guys, is when families consider Medi-Cal as an option when there's still money left over. Even though the money has been planned, whether it's a house or retirement accounts or whatever, even if those dollars have been reallocated uh, or reassigned or whatever, and you think, okay, the money we set aside for grandpa's or grandma's mo- uh, account, once that's gone, we're going to protect this for our inheritance so that grandpa can get Medi-Cal. I don't know, guys. Uh, legally, can you do that? I guess. But morally, I don't know. It's not something I would do. I'd go work two other jobs and say, well, their whole life they worked for that house. The house is now time to work for them. Sell it and, and pay for their care. Right? I, I don't know. I, I, it's just a different world. But when it comes to your retirement income, whether it's to provide for your own long-term care or to leave as a legacy, we're going to cover that legacy when we get back. Stretch IRAs, what is that? And what did it used to be? And when I say used to, eh, it means it's no longer here. All right, we're going to cover that when we come back. 888 retire That's 888-997-3847. I'll be right back on the Total Financial Hour on AM870. Tired, come to be thanks to Arab Halabi. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arab makes your money work for Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial. Hey, welcome back to the Total Financial Hour. I'm Arab Halabi. Triple eight ninety nine retire. That's eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. Thanks for staying with me. We are talking about the, the SECURE Act of 2019. I'm trying to keep it simple. You're going to hear a lot of conversation. Everybody on their mother is going to have uh, coverage on various news, business news channels, etc. But I want to break it down to where I think the important part of it is for you, which is income, which is security, which is your ability to be safe in retirement. As far as your concerns about running out of money, there are ways to make sure that doesn't happen. But consider this. Here's the old idea. So you're going to think this is the same way it has been forever, and you're going to think it's the same way it is now. It is not. Here's the way it works. In the SECURE Act of 2019, it addresses, well, because they're pushing out the retirement age and allowing you to continue to defer money, they have to make up, so to speak, money somewhere else. Instead of not spending money, instead of saying, well, okay, we're going to save consumers $100 million in taxes, so we're going to find a place to cut $100 million. No, 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 that's not what our politicians do. Our Congress says instead, instead of $100 million, you know, we're going to find a way to make up the $100 million so we can still spend the same amount of money. So what they're doing is they're saying for you to still be able to deposit money as you continue to work at 71, 2, 3, 4, 5, and continue to put money into your retirement plan uh, called an IRA, a traditional IRA, we'll let you do that. But on the flip side, once you retire and, and then when you pass away, an IRA that is designed as a stretch IRA, we're not going to allow you to continue to stretch it out. So you have to start withdrawing these funds under a required minimum distribution rule for non-spousal inheritors. So under the current law, the beneficiaries who did not inherit their accounts from a husband or a wife, 
they are allowed to withdraw the required minimum distribution for the span of their lives. That's the way it used to be, which could be a few years or decades. The amount of the distribution was cal calculated on a few factors, including the life expectancy, like how old the person is and their age. All right. Today, the SECURE Act requires beneficiaries to withdraw all of the money in an inherited account within 10 years. So there are no required minimum distribution within those 10 years. So you don't have to take out a penny, but 10 years and 10 minutes, all of it has to be out. Okay, that's fine. There's a way for you to plan. I like that. But here's where some of the problems happen. When you are closer to retirement, in other words, in your 40s or your 50s, that's usually your peak earning years. And so right at the moment when you're making the most amount of money possible, bam, here's 100, 200, a million dollars income. Like, uh, you know, let's, <laughs> literally guys, IRAs are, are, can be very large. Old 401k accounts can be huge. And here's one big check for $1 million for your heirs. So there's going to be, there already is, we've already worked on it because we knew this was coming, I don't know, a year ago. So we've worked out ideas and ways around this. I don't want to say around it, but, but benefiting it, right? Utilizing the features of it. How do we make it stronger? How do we make sure that you're not going to hit your kids or grandkids with a million dollars in extra income? So here's the way that you do it. They're limiting, limiting, limiting the time frame where you can distribute the money, boosting the tax burden for them. So there's a calculator out there where it says, how are we fixing this? How are we making some changes? So the good news is in the 10 years, you don't have to take out anything if you don't want to. The bad news is 10 years and 10 minutes, you have to have it all out. So there's a strategy. There's a planning part of this. And it usually begins in the fifth year. So in other words, after you've had it, they've had it, uh, the account, they've deferred it already for the first five years. Part of the management is the next five years where you do withdrawals and you kind of regulate it. So the, this is important because it gives you a chance to manage the next part of your life and your beneficiaries. We're often having you withdraw a little bit more in the next five years from now. Why? Because in 2025, taxes increase. Absolutely, they increase. Right now, taxes are on sale, a 25% discount or more, depending on your tax bracket. So why not? Yes, you're going to pay taxes now. Bring the funds in. But wait a second, Arif. I wanted this for my kids or my grandchildren. When those funds come in, you're going to give them to them by buying a life insurance policy. Oh, Arif. That's because you sell life insurance. Well, it doesn't matter if I do or not. Buy them from somebody. You don't have to like me. It doesn't change the fact that that passes to your children tax-free. That doesn't change the fact that your children receive these funds paying zero income tax. It doesn't change the fact, guys, that your ability to spread this money out over a lifetime for you, it's the most favorable probably to you because by definition, you're older, you're retired, your income is reduced, you can manage things. You have a lot more flexibility with a retirement account when it's under your name rather than a beneficiary's. It's just the way it goes. Now, husband, wife, spouses, okay, well, that's, that's kind of equal. You each have the ability to, to use it as if it's your account. That doesn't change. Where the change comes in is for children or grandchildren or friends or uh, 
you know, you cohabitate with somebody, so girlfriend, boyfriend, when somebody else is receiving it and they are not an official spouse. It's often the reason, and we've had this, guys, where beneficiaries, uh, you know, husband, wife, but they have uh, marriages from uh, you know, a relationship from a prior marriage, and maybe a pension that's coming in, or maybe Social Security benefits. And in the last few days, weeks, months of their lives, they say, you know what, I want to marry this person. Now, it might affect some part of their income, but it allows the beneficiary to receive all of the money as if it was theirs. So it's a much different way of doing it. There are some people who say, forget it, I'm not going to marry. I'm not going to remarry. Tough luck. I'm, when I die, tough luck for the money. Okay. Well, you do that. Here's something else that I think that makes a big difference to your life. When you are a small business, it's often pretty expensive to have a retirement plan. You know, a 401k plan has basic costs. I don't know, maybe the first year is 2000 maybe $2,500. And then there's a management of five or 600 maybe more, $1,000 per year. Because you have to pay for accounting. You have to pay for uh, what's called a third-party administrator. So there are some expenses that a small business might say, you know, this just isn't worth it. I'm not going to do this. So previously, companies have avoided participating in the types of programs that could benefit you as the employee. And so because of that, there's a change. Ready? <laughs> Under the SECURE Act, employers no longer have to share a common characteristic. They are allowed uh, to now pool together, and they're going to enjoy what's called the economy of scale, right? It's the same thing that we've been pushing for to eliminate Obamacare, it's not that difficult. Small businesses team together to get guaranteed health insurance for decades, for as long as I've been in the business. And when President Obama eliminated that benefit through the Obamacare rule, you no longer have the benefit to lay down and get all the, the, the benefits of being together, of merging. Well, now with retirement planning, you can. You have more features at a more affordable prices and listen, uh, it enables employers and employees to benefit in such a big way, costs are reduced and more programs are offered. So employer-sponsored plans would eliminate certain costs and fees, but it also allows long-term, part-time workers to be involved. So for many of you, listen, you say I'm retired, I'm 68, I just wanted something to do, I've been working part-time for a couple of years. You now can actually have a retirement plan at work. You might say, ah, I don't work for the money. I work to have something to do. I like the hobbies. I like getting the discounts where I work. Right? A lot of seniors will work at yarn and fabric stores because they like getting discounts when they purchase it for themselves. So they don't really need the money that they're making. So today they can now participate in that retirement plan. It invites workers who even work less than 1,000 hours a year. It used to be they had to work 1,000 a year. Now they don't have to. The SECURE Act drops the threshold for eligibility down to either one full year with, uh, with 1,000 hours worked or three consecutive years of at least 500 years. So if you're a long-term part-time worker, because the Obamacare ruling really pushed employers, companies, to lay off a lot of people, to reduce people to part-time work, because a lot of people through the process 
of trying to figure out how to manage the health care costs, just let people go. I know a business who had 52 employees, and he fired three of them so he could have 49 <laughs> employees. Not because he didn't have work, he just had the others work overtime. But the rules that the state of California and the rules that the federal government put under the Obamacare plan were such a huge cost to him that to keep those three workers would have cost him tens of thousands of dollars a month. So he said, I'd rather pay some overtime, and the existing workers are happy. They, they prefer to work a little overtime, make some extra money. And he just let three people go. I mean, you tell me that that's okay? You guys know better. You know, stop voting for things that say, oh, it's about the children. Oh, no, no. Clean air, clean water, the children. Well, well, clean air, clean water, children, and old people. That's what we like, all right? If it says that in the time, the, the great, you know, there's music in the background, and there's an older lady walking and an older gentleman, and they look so distinguished and, and wonderful, and they smile, they have all their teeth, they just look beautiful, and they turn to you and say, please vote for measure whatever. It's for the children, or it's for us. And everybody goes, I'm voting for that. Because they have a better marketing budget? You're going to have to read these things, you guys. Because you keep voting for this silly stuff, we end up with politicians like Gavin Newsom who thinks they know what they're doing, and in fact, they get themselves and us into trouble by committing to things that make zero sense. All right. Hey, here's another aspect. One of the things I like about the SECURE Act is for employers that automatically enroll, uh, it gives them a tax credit if they automatically enroll their workers. So if I'm an employer and I want to automatically enroll, enroll my uh, employees, it's simple but effective because most people don't even start saving. You know, Bernie Sanders runs around and says, oh, we have a wage gap. Oh, people live, 50% of America lives paycheck to paycheck. Not true. No. If you live paycheck to paycheck, it probably means you're going to Starbucks one too many times a week, and probably you have a new car and the highest cell phone plan. Now, you might say, well, you know, you're judging. Well, listen, I don't care. Live check to check if you want. There's some real legitimate people that are in need, no question about it. But when somebody like Bernie Sanders comes out and tries to loop everybody together because the same people that uh, many that are living check to check can't manage their own funds, and now we have to pay for that. Because this person inadequately understands how to get a discount when they shop or they overspend in some areas because they think they need brand names of everything. I don't care what they spend their own money on, but just don't make me pay for, quote, living check to check. Oh, air. then you're going to dig through you know, the archives. You're going to find a single mom of three children who goes to school at night, works. Great. We can help that lady out. No problem. That is not most people, just by the way, just so you know. She wants to work hard. She's going to help her children. She has honorable, decent kids. I got it. We can help her. That's one. But don't start looping all these other people in. You know, you dig through the archives, you find that example as if it's the, the rule. Because the SECURE Act is going to help small employers get actually a tax credit for doing the right thing, which is employing uh, a 401k plan or what's called a simple IRA. It's the same kind of thing, but for small companies. And it gives them a tax credit as they allow it so that employees can save. 
Here's the problem. Take a look at these programs where they go to New Orleans or they go to some of the bad neighborhoods and they fix up a house and they create, you know, this was wiped out in Hurricane Katrina or this is a bad neighborhood of white flight or this blight of whatever. And you have this whole scenario where they take this person and they give them a house and it's beautiful. It's not, I, I don't know, maybe not the Ritz-Carlton, but doesn't matter. It's just amazing. You walk in and it has you know, a great foyer and a, and a little kitchen and just everything is beautiful. Come back in a year. Take a look at that same house. And unless you teach people how to manage money, unless you teach them how wealth works and how you accumulate wealth, if you just give them something, guess what it looks like a year from now if, and this is a big if, they still even own it. Because suddenly they go, wait, 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 this is my house? You mean to tell me I can get $200,000 cash by selling it? Okay, I'm going to go rent somewhere else. Because that's what they're used to. They don't understand the difference. You have to teach them. You have to enroll them in financial classes. You have to see if they even pass. Maybe they don't pass. Maybe they don't understand. Maybe they're not going to change their behavior. Maybe they understand and they go, yeah, that's okay, but I don't want to change my behavior. Right, This big movement towards millennials and seniors, by the way, that are renting because your values, your ideas, is that everybody should have a house. By the way, that was a 1950s ad campaign for the real estate uh, network. Right, The real estate lobby said the American dream, buy a house. People said, oh, huh, that, was that my dream? I guess it is. I guess now I have a dream. It's called buying a house. They were so effective that today it's quoted as if it's law, as if it's something in the Constitution or the Bible or, or the Declaration of Independence, that an American dream is everybody needs to own their own home. I'm telling you this because that isn't the dream for many people. One of the great things about the millennial and that younger generation is they are bucking the trends in things like this. They're saying, no, 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 no. Just because you guys did it, Mom and Dad, I saw you lose everything. I was a teenager in 2008. You lost all the rental properties. I was a young adult just starting to get started. Mom and Dad, I saw you lose that apartment building. I'm not going to do that. I saw you lose your house. I saw you struggle with, uh, with uh, uh, remortgaging your house off and on. So forget it. I don't want a part of that. The prison of owning a house, says this generation. Ridiculous. So... Don't think just because you're going to give somebody something that they understand how to work it. So I think if you are going to auto-enroll somebody into a 401k, you better provide education. Because we do 401k plans for companies. We'll get in there. We'll, uh, years ago, that's what we started. We, we had done. We, we sat down with people. And a small business owner says, I'm going to give everybody an IRA. I'm going to do a payroll-deducted IRA. So I'm going to give them each $5,000 a year. It's going to start with their, for their future. Okay. Ten minutes later, right? Two years later, ten years. The guy takes all the money out. Why? Because he goes back to his home country. Or he doesn't understand that retirement is something that you need an income stream. Because they never trusted banks. They don't understand the banking institution. So he wanted cash. If it's on a statement with some dollar bills behind it, it isn't real to him. It has to be cash money. So although the employer, many employers, 
had great hearts, would do the right thing. The employees who didn't have an education behind it just took their money out, paid all the penalties and the fees and the fines, whatever, took the money out, cashed it out. Sorry. So that's my prediction with this auto-enrollment if it's only a one-sided component, meaning just like Trump's tax bill, it gave amazing tax breaks to middle-class people, but they didn't follow it up. Congress didn't follow it up with, with cutbacks, with trying to reduce this pork and this craziness, right? Paying 150000 to watch a shrimp run on a treadmill. You remember that? Or studies that watch you know, mushrooms grow. And you have all these people being paid big dollars to sit in a room. These are important because these are the same people that said, and we now decree that everybody shall get a retirement account. Except creating their automatic IRA, IRA programs. I don't think that's the way to do it. They say that this is, oh, this is the biggest improvement. This is the best thing says ignorant people, because I don't believe that. 25 years, well, 24 years, let's be accurate here, 24 years in the industry have taught me one thing. If you don't change the behavior, I can give you anything. I can give you a brand new car. If you don't know how to drive, you'll crash it. The newness of the car does not dictate your actions, your values, your ability to appreciate, your ability to manage, your ability to even drive a car. What if you don't even have a license and I give you a nice car? So what? Can you say lotto? We have th three lotto winners as clients. I can give you story after story. One of them came to us after filing bankruptcy twice. I said, what happened? You were, at the time, it was one of the largest lottos, and they were part of the group, so it wasn't all theirs. But they did have a nice income stream. I think it was for 20 or 25 years. Great, big number. So what happened? Well, they crashed and burned, not once, but twice. They're not bad people. Don't ever equate. I don't equate somebody with a lot of money as a good person or a bad person. I just say, well, they have a lot of money. Let me see your values. Let me see how you treat people that you have nothing to gain from. You see, that's really the key. For some of you that are dating again or, or, or considering dating for the first time, whatever the case might be, how you how you judge the person's behavior, take them out to dinner. Look how they treat the, the food server or the hostess. Look how they treat a maid. Look how they treat somebody who is a janitor, somebody they have nothing to gain from, who is working just for them. And if you do treat that person right, well, great. Now, now we can take the next step. But that dictates how do you treat money. Because if you don't respect money, then so what if we're going to give you a retirement account? You're going to put it in today and then pay penalties and fees and fines to take it out. Do you know that? I don't know if this is, a, it's pretty cynical, but it's a backdoor way for the government to get a greater amount of taxes because the penalties prior to age 59 and a half for taking money from a retirement account is 10%. That means you're 59 and a half or I should say 49 and a half, and you take money from your retirement account, you're 32, you take money from your retirement account, the state of California gets 2% in penalties plus taxes. 
the federal government gets 10% in penalty plus taxes. So they might have looked at the behavior and said, the employer is going to defer it. So instead of getting X amount of taxes, we're going to get 2X. Not today, but later. Because they haven't changed the behavior. One of the things that I think makes a big difference to you and me are some of these lesser-known procedures, or I should say uh, policies, where you're allowed to access money from the SECURE Act for uh, penalty-free for adoptions and for births. So as a result, beginning now, 2020, 401k or IRA participants who withdraw up to $5,000 from a plan will not be subject to the 10% penalty on early withdrawals before reaching age 59 and a half if the withdrawal is taken to cover qualified birth or adoption expenses, so co-payments or the cost for adoption services. To be exempt, though, you have to include the name and age and the social security number of the child on the tax return for that year. In other words, poof, they're brand new. They show up on your retirement account, I mean, on your uh, tax form. Now, this is true as long as the participants withdraw the money within one year of being born or adopted or the adoption becoming final. So maybe if you leave the company early and you happen to have had a child that year, well, just make sure you put it down and, and, and maybe if it's less than $5,000, you can take out the money without paying taxes. This is a big deal because in your life, I think education means everything. Right? That matters a lot for me and you. And you guys are going to end up paying for it one way or the other. Because when the ignorant people get a college degree, they think they know things, and we have to pay back their student loans because nobody will give them a job. They can't complete an email. They can't read English. It's up to you. So please, make sure you have guaranteed retirement income to protect you and your family and make sure with the SECURE Act of 2019 we've built in safeguards because the old way is dead. It does not exist anymore. The stretch IRA plans that we laid out for a lot of people were great as long as they utilized them. Today, the world has changed. Now we have to update those plans. All right, we have to make some changes. If you want to make some changes, you want to get a guaranteed stream of income when you're ready to retire, you want to get strategic income, if you will, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. I'm Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. The Total Financial Solutions show was pre-recorded and was sponsored by Total Financial Solutions, Inc. and TFS Financial Insurance Services.